this episode of Raising a Business Podcast, we go into part two of the discussion between what makes a good website versus a great website. You're actually visiting one person or one company's website. You want to know about the people behind them. So that's why you, yeah. you need great photography. You need a great you know, story written up. It doesn't have to be long. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people have these really incredible stories of why they started a company. But it can still be short and sweet. But your face should be on there. It should be really professional. You should have a little bit of background story on how you kind of came to be here and why you care. So we hope you enjoy uh, part two of what makes a good website versus a great website. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to the episode and we hope you enjoy it and get some helpful tips and ideas on how to raise your business. Hey, Jeff. Hey, welcome back to our uh, second half of the two-parter episode on what makes a good website versus a great website. Yeah, this is going to be great. Okay. <laughs> Not just good, great. Oh, yeah. yeah, so um, I guess in this episode, we're going to uh, listen to um, you more than me. It's going to be less technical and more um, uh, kind of what you do in call to actions and uh, design and user interfaces and all that other awesome stuff that you know, can help you take your website to that next level. Uh, yeah. So I guess without further ado, let's, let's jump right in. Where do you, uh, where do you want to start? What do you believe is, is, uh, the most important thing between making a good website and a great website? Yeah. I think there was a few things that as we started to dig into the more kind of technical side last time, it just reminded me of maybe some simple, um, aesthetic things that people could kind of work through. So one of the first things that came to mind that we talked about needing to optimize, but I think would be a great way to take your website from um, good to great is to upgrade your photos. So I think sometimes, you know, people just use kind of what they have or, you're, you know, the first little while you have your website, you're um, just kind of cobbling thing together, things together. But I think a really great way to upgrade your website is to just get some new photos done, whether it's professional photos done for um, headshots, more product um, photos and high quality. I mean, there's really great ways that you can show your products and services that you offer. And there's also, you know, amazing ways that you can show your personality through your office or your space or your team, um, good headshots with personality. You can infuse like kind of your brand look and feel. I mean, your office doesn't have to be like the coolest, craziest office, you know, that ever was. But if you can have your photos represent some of that personality of what you're about, um, as even as a person and a company, I think that's a great way to just start to really, you know, shift your website from being a little generic to being a lot more memorable. Yeah. Um, images do kind of make the website, I think like really good photography, good images. And, you know, there's a lot of times too, from, from being in the industry, as long as we have and building as many uh, websites, um, there are some beautiful stock photography that you can buy, mm-hmm. um, but you notice that everybody kind of gravitates to the same kind of <laughs> grouping true. of them. And then after a while, you start seeing, oh, hey, didn't I see this same exact picture of a mountain, you know, somewhere else on someone else's website? So having that, yeah, that custom built, custom 
uh, images and photography that's just for you. Obviously, headshots, you can't really take that from Shutterstock. No. But um, I'm just talking about just the overall too, like big, nice, big uh, background images. And Mm -hmm. uh, I do find that as much as I do gripe about file size when it comes to images, they do really make a website beautiful if you you have the right tone and touch and uh, get the right images up there. So Yeah, yeah. and if they have people in it too, right? Like I think because we're so used to using generic stock photos, well, a lot of those photos are designed on purpose to not show people's faces, to just be looking... Well, zero personality. Yeah, totally. So I mean, if you can show bits of your team while you're showing your products and you can show people's faces or your dog or, Mm -hmm. you know, your office pets or whatever, your favorite pencil older like it's it seems silly but it's a great way for people to remember um that visual vocabulary of what you're about and i think people have a way higher memory capacity for those kinds of things than what we think that yeah you know your brain remembers seeing the same photo well and, and they stand out like custom custom photography on a website does stand out so i think you have to weigh the balances of of you know if you're going to go down even just go down the template route and you know go with a wix or a squarespace um, you probably should then invest in something that's going to make you stand out a little bit. Um, and having that custom photography, I think you definitely notice when they've taken the time and, and invested in some good photography. Mm-hmm. So, you know, weigh your options on, on kind of the pros and cons, but I think that getting good, good custom photography can really take your website to that, to that next level. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. And part two of that is then any sort of custom icons or illustrations or graphics too, is that then another aspect of things that you could do at the same time as the photos or separate, depending on what you have is to make sure that whatever illustrations or graphics are included, match your brand and feel right. That they've got good, um, the, the colors are appropriate. The style feels right. Again, that they're not just generic one off that they blend into the website and, and to what, you're doing. And I mean, again, those things are, are fairly inexpensive to piece out as a whole and well worth it because you should be able to use those things in a whole bunch of different places. Right. And it'd be something that, you know, really captivates people and draws them into your website. Yeah. And like, what are your thoughts on, on, um, making sure all the fonts and colors and everything match a brand as well, um, going through and, and maybe even just, you know, from a technical side of things, um, loading in too many fonts yes, can get a little, point. is also pretty heavy and can slow your website down. Um, so do you believe in kind of like, keep it nice, keep it uh, matching and, and fitting your brand, but maybe sometimes less is more, especially when you're trying to do it yourself. I think the, the tendency is to, well, throw everything at it. Every color I have, every font, every icon, just get her in there and <laughs> throw it all in yeah there. so maybe sometimes less is, is i is totally a agree yeah i mean for all the technical reasons you said too but i mean on websites you you kind of want max two different fonts like sometimes it's nice to have more of an accent type font but i would say if you're doing it yourself then you should really just have one nice font with a couple different weights you know have a nice italic a bold mm-hmm. you know and a nice way that you treat headlines um and it should be really clean and simple i mean it, that's your personality can come through in other areas and and the 
the way the paragraphs are set up, the different headlines, all those things need to be consistent just so that people focus on the right information and they know the right hierarchy. I mean, you know that from developing the websites, it's super important on the code side, but just visually, visual hierarchy, you need your headline, you need your secondary text, your body copy, you know, your subtext kind of thing. You need to know what that level is. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a, a, a really high level one that I think is easy to overlook. Um, another one to think about that's a little bit more on the kind of philosophical side, I guess, is trying to think of what can people do to sample or like taste your product. And I mean, it doesn't by taste. I mean, obviously, you don't necessarily have to be a food product or giving out samples, but you need to. Oh, I was wondering what like <laughs> that H- what HTML tag that would be for like the scent. <laughs> Oh um, man, if you could come up with that, you'd be a gajillionaire. But... Yeah, well, you know what? It it might come yeah. soon. I don't know. Our our computers come with not just little cameras, but little like spritzers. Yeah, spritzers. that sounds totally wrong. <laughs> I love it. We we should patent that. I'm getting on. But that. just think of the possibilities of Amazing. like even just like I was just thinking like if you're shopping for like candles or soaps, like, can you imagine being able to like get the scent of the cat anyways this is this is or, or you're on a tourism website and you're looking at a forest and it's spritzing pine yeah. scent no that's an experience <laughs> yeah that, that's getting the full experience yeah. yeah so i mean on the taster side of it i think really what i mean is is there an easy way for people to have a quick and simple way to taste your product try your product sample um, and again, it could be like a, a quick consult call. It could be a sample course. It could be uh, sample soap. Like, is there a way that people can sign up for or um, download something or just a way that they can quickly experience what it's like to work with you or to experience your product, right? I mean, I think it's, it's easy to overlook and, and lots of times people have sales or you'll have you know, uh, you know, used to be lots of people would have different, you know, markets or conferences or trade shows, things that they would go to. And now that's different. So can you build that into your website somehow where people can have a little, a little taster of what it is that you're about so that they can see that experience. They get a little snippet. You're giving them amazing value because you shouldn't be charging for this. So I guess I need to be clear on that. It's not something you would charge people for. It's something you're giving away for free. Um, so that people can get an idea of what you're all about. I think building that right into your homepage of your website is really important. Does that kind of lead into the the call to action? Is that where you're kind of going with this? That it totally If does. they get the, like, you need to have some place for them to go when they actually are done with the experience and want more. Exactly. So if, if you have a, a way that people can sample your business in some way, shape or form, having call to action for that everywhere and getting people to understand what the next step is to work with you is super important. And it could be for that sample, or it could be even just like start a project or, you know, hear or a phone phone call. If you're, you know, like a, plumbing company or, you know, something like that. I think there's lots of things that people you want them to act on. And if you don't make it really simple for them to know what the next thing to do is like, especially with how far websites have come, it's, it's easy and amazing for us to be able to share a lot of information in a website. And I think unless you really break it down to make it clear that I want you to do this and then I want you to do this and then I want you to do this, people just get lost in the info, Mm -hmm. which... 
Sorry, I, I read an article um, about the trends in 2021, and one of the trends is um, those talk bots. Yes. And them yeah, being yeah. more and more human-like. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something like what you're talking about, kind of guiding people through the website, having any questions, or not really? I, I think that's their intent, but I... I feel like it should be more clear than that because you're almost ask, getting people to ask more questions than possible. I mean, it to me, I'm, I kind of have a love-hate thing with the, the talk bots. And this is just a personal preference thing because I know they are really important and they answer like... To certain industries. Certain industries need them. Not every industry, I yeah. think, is, is it's necessary to have a chat box on your your website yeah I'm, yeah I'm it's supposed of... to be that quick like that quick you know question and answers that i've got a question great i'm just going to type it in here they're going to answer it for me i don't have to go any further but i sort of feel like your website should make sure it's doing a good job of getting that information to people for sure depending on the industry it's complicated like orthodontics or something like that right where sometimes people just need a little like help yeah. <laughs> you know help yeah. walk me through this process but if it's something simpler, um, again, if you build that into kind of these one, two, three steps, have a here, you know, want to taste and then sign, you know, here's your next call to action kind of thing. I think that's really important for people to be able to sample that and sort of see where where you want them to go. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it's that those bots are almost a like a, a way that people are trying to solve that problem. Um, but I mean, I think some of that then leads into just your website should flow nicely. It should be like yeah. a logical thing where people, you know, go to your homepage, they learn a little bit about you and then they can start digging further for what they need or they should get what they need right away. Yeah. Like, No, I agree. I'm not a huge um, fan of them either. Um, I, I can see certain industries where they're, they are helpful mm-hmm. and they're needed. Um, but I don't think they should be everywhere. I, I, I think no. that if you're, if you're needing them to kind of get what you do across or to help people coming to your website, then you need to kind of relook at your website and, and figure out what you're not telling your customers, right? Mm-hmm. They, sh- you know, they should be able to kind of figure it out, uh, based on the, your information. So yeah, I, I, I agree with you that, you know, love, hate kind of with them. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, it's kind of some other tips for website ways to, to make it from good to great. I think, um, the, the copy is really important, like the copywriting side of it and having it well-crafted is really important. I mean, it shouldn't just be a list of your products and services, um, or, a, you know, a 4,000 page essay on what it is that you do, like a visual brochure, like people used to do for websites is, there's like a way to write website copy so that you're drawing people in. It feels a little bit like a long form ad. Um, yeah, it has, you know, draws people in, explains a little bit about your personality, why you're doing it, you know, what you're doing. And there is, a, and again, that's something that you could piece out over time is, you know, if you were trying to just increase your website from good to great and you didn't have, you know, money to do everything all at once, well, you could have somebody, you know, work with the the design and, and layout and do the copy of the website. And then you could work on the photography and the, you know, things like that. And, you know, for anybody out there that, that has never worked with a, a copywriter or just a writer in general that um, to help with, with any of your kind of uh, business stuff. It's amazing to, to, to see the difference when, when you hand somebody a bunch of bullet points of kind of what you're thinking you want to say, and then they come up with 
Like it's just it it's an incredible talent to have, right? It is. And it's one of those those I think talents that gets overlooked a little bit when mm-hmm. it comes to you know creating your business, and you just think, well, I can write it myself, or I should be able to write my own story. Um, it's just like photography, web development, graphic design, uh, accounting, anything else. Uh, these people have been trained to do that, and when you hand that over to them and you trust them to do it. Um, it's, it's pretty cool to see kind of the magic that they, they can write with, mm-hmm. with anything uh, on your, your, your website, or it doesn't even have to be for your website. They can do press releases. They can, you know, do mission statements and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, your key messaging. Um, yeah. That's something that people struggle with huge. That is another huge thing to take your website from good to great is having proper key messaging. Yeah. And, and we work with a lot of, uh, of writers and really really talented individuals and it's it's really cool to kind of see them come through so it's definitely uh worth that investment i think too uh to kind of take your your website to that next level um yeah and like that was a good piece of advice i think you gave where you might not have your entire budget to do it all at once right but it's one of those things that you can always get somebody to help you later on you know Mm -hmm. put a little bit aside because it is important and it makes a huge difference yeah it's that it's the verbal side of the storytelling right is that if and honestly if the designer has a proper copywritten website and you hand it to them then how the rest of the website comes like and flows out is so much easier because then now in that case the copywriter will have done the work of thinking how people are going to move through the process of your business and so either way either a designer can do it and help fill in the copy or a copywriter can do it and help fill in the design yeah um with the you know the other side of it and yeah, it's definitely something people underlook. I think the other thing people underlook is how multi-use that information is, is that then each one of those key messages now becomes social media posts. They become yeah. um, blog posts for content. They become different things that you can share with people over and over again because it's been well-crafted. Um, yeah, you were talking about the process with copywriters too. I mean, other than bullet points too the other thing that it reminded me of is a lot of them will do like full interviews with you so oh yeah yeah it's it's quite a quite a thing to see yeah yeah it's incredible so people think well there's no way i could hire a copywriter because it's my business i'm the only one that knows it but i'm not a writer so how am i ever going to do this and it's their job that's what they yeah do they dig in and, out. and yeah they pull out all the the, the good stuff and exactly yeah. it's it works it's honestly it's just a different medium but exactly the same as what a graphic designer does is that they're just the visual communicator is that just be though it seems like it's easier for people to realize that they need to hire somebody to do the design you don't expect that every owner of a company designs their own logo you might have an idea of what you want yeah Um, but for some reason people feel like when it comes to copy well I'm the creator of my own business so it should be my words well it needs to feel like you but somebody else can definitely write those words for you yep 100 Um, percent cool so let's um let's kind of circle back to the the call to action. I know we touched on it briefly there, but um I don't think we kind of dove right into the call to action. Like what are you what are you talking about? What do you mean call to action? Um yeah, I mean it's the it's the main thing that you want people to do from your website or from a specific page. Mm-hmm. So it, you, you could have a few different, you could have like a couple different call to actions depending on what it is, whether it's buy your product, book a call, um, visit your office, you know, sign up for a sample, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you should be really clear about what those offerings are, but that also leads into your lead funnel. So I'm sure everybody's heard this, you know, term and, and if you probably already have it a million times too, is like lead funnels are so important because then it means you have this captive audience of people's email addresses or phone numbers, however you kind of you know, choose to connect with them, but usually it's email addresses. And now that is your like real estate. Essentially, you've got this list of people that you can contact at any time that have given you permission to do so, you know, based on what you said your call to action was. And it's just a really great way for you to be able to keep building that relationship with them and create that connection and show how you can add value. And it's also a way that you can show some of those samples of this is what it's like to work with us. And here's how you can move through a little bit of our, our product or service. So I think, um, making sure that you have something like that set up and there's a million different ways you can do it. Um, Yeah. It doesn't all have to be, um, you know, a mail list, an email list, right? No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it can be, well, I mean, the call to action could be buying the a product. A call to action can be anything. So yeah. a lead funnel is different than a, a call to action, yeah. but often your call to action leads people down into the funnel. Yeah, well, even if you do, like if, if you your goal is to get them on to buy your product, you you want them still in your lead funnel so that you can have repeat business, right? Exactly. You still want people coming back. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, sometimes it, it really depends on, that's why you need to kind of know what your... Um, your your sales cycle is and how many kind of steps there are. Like if you're a really high ticket item and it's a really big investment, like somebody building, custom building a home. Well, obviously that sales process takes a lot longer and has a lot more steps than, you know, than buying something for somebody for Christmas. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's just a simpler step where you want them to act on it, you know, put the stuff in your cart, purchase it today, check out, you know, our artwork, buy a ticket to our festival. Those are all things that could happen pretty quickly. And those are, you know, call to actions that you want. And I think the thing to state with a call to action is it sounds really obvious. It's like, well, yeah, of course, that's why they're on my website. Of course, I want them to buy something from you. But just like they say in sales, most of the time people don't ask for the sale. Yeah. They don't ask for you know, somebody to purchase with you and people need you to ask. They need you to say, Hey, don't forget, you know, we're really awesome. Here's all this great ways that will change your life. Don't forget <laughs> to buy a ticket. Don't forget to sign up, you know, don't forget to download our free guide. Whatever that is, is you really need to give people, um, that insight and that information so that they have it, you know, kind of at their fingertips. Awesome. So that's uh, good information on call to actions. Um, now, my favorite page of a website, and I know you have some big thoughts on this, um, and will make a difference between having a great website, is um, the About page and how important that is. So important. I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, your About page, no matter what your industry or business is, people want to know who you are, right? Like that's where like the emotional connection goes, why people work with the people they do is because not only do they need the product or service and they know that it's going to improve their life, but the people behind the product or service have a face, have a name, have a story that they want to tell as to why they're doing it. 
Um, and people push back on this all the time, don't they? Like, yeah, we see this in meetings constantly where they say, well, no, no, it's the, this is all about this product and we've got, you know, a hundred employees. So what do I need, you know, our faces on there for? Um, and it's just not true is that anytime we look at the analytics and, um, we kind of dig into it other than, you know, your main homepage. And if you had like a big product page or something, your about page is always the next most viewed page. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's number two. It's yeah. my, it's my go-to if I'm doing some research and uh, looking up on a, a company that I want to kind of purchase from, 100% I'm going to the about page. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And if you don't have an about page, uh, I'm kind of disappointed. Because I really want to know about who the person is behind the product, uh, whether you're a one-person show or you have fifty people, I, I I really really want that about page. I think it's it's huge. It's very important to me. I I know it's huge. I know when I go for products, that's that's my that's my and go-to it's a, page. It's a non-negotiable. Like if people just wanted something generic and didn't care, they would go to Amazon. They would go to Kijiji or they would go to Walmart or something like that, right? If you want to know about you're actually visiting one person or one company's website, you want to know about the people behind them. So that's why you you need great photography. You need a great, you know, story written up. It doesn't have to be long. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people have these really incredible stories of why they started a company, but it can still be short and sweet, but your face should be on there. It should be really professional. You should have a little bit of background story on how you kind of came to be here and why you care. Well, and I think, I think that, it's going to be only becoming more and more important, especially as we get um, more and more kind of in into this new world that we're shifting into, where it's a hundred percent buying local and and you know working with people that give back to their community. Um, that's going to be huge. People are going to want to connect with that, and and they're going to want to read your story, and they're they're going to want to know more about you uh, because it's not just going to be about buying products it's going to be about you know helping people and and interacting with with individuals and i just think that about page is is key for that you know because the big box stores are always going to have their place and they're always going to Mm -hmm. be out there absolutely um but you're you're not going to best buy because you wrote you know you read their about page yeah you know you're going to best buy because they sent you a flyer and you know call of duty four is on sale (laughs) um but you want to really, you know, connect with that, you know, uh, business owner. And I just think that the about the about page is, is where it's at. I, I love the about page. Yeah, yeah. And there's, I, I think that almost can't be stated enough. And I feel like that almost should have been number one in all this list of everything. Because other than, you know, making sure your website doesn't crawl because it's so slow, your about page is so critical. Yeah, well, um, hey, the so. technical stuff is always number one. <laughs> yeah, in your books. In but my yeah, books, yeah. You're right, actually. If, hey, one, if it don't work, it yeah, don't work. Say, if if it don't download, you could have the best <laughs> images in the world and the best about page. You're right. Nobody would see it. Nobody gets to see it. It's so true. Um, yeah, I mean, that actually just kind of even reminds me that you need a way to pull people to your website. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's another thing that, um, will show off your website almost no matter, you know, what it is, is that you need to draw people into your website is that you can't just create something, even if you've got great SEO, great backend code, and just expect that people show up is like, you need to be an evangelist for your own products and services. You need to be that brand app ambassador that's sharing why it's important, what you can do for people, how it's going to change their life, how it's going to make things better. Um, 
and then show that kind of leads into my next thought of showing people why. Before we you. before we run into your next next thought, um, sure. just the, about the about uh, page. Yeah. Did we not? Did I get interviewed, or did we do a another thing where I went on and talked about the about page? Uh, it might have been we were guest po- uh, guest bloggers, but guest podcasters. Yes. Oh, Lindsay's. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, businesses yes. are people too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. I because I, I remember giving that same speech about the the about page and how important it was to me and and how I really wanted to to kind of connect with the business owner. So there you go. I've said it twice now. Yes. So um, feel free check out her podcast too if you want. She's yeah. A, she's a copywriter. She's too. a copywriter. She's awesome. Um. And uh, yeah, she's she's good person. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Check it out. Um. Yeah, that so testimonials and reviews. Yeah, just we just gave a testimonial and, and review. Oh, there you go. See, that's that, Ooh, that's a good segue into good. the next uh, next that, topic. That is brilliant. So showing people proof of of work you've done with other people and hearing it in their words is really important. So we all know how important Google reviews are, and you know, as business owners, we love them. And if you get a bad review, you like cry a little on the inside, but I mean, it's good and bad reviews always happen. But I mean, on your website, if you can actually be sharing some of your favorite, um, the best testimonials you've had from clients is, is a great way for people to see what it's like to work with you Yeah, and in somebody else's words. However, that being said is that we all know how hard it is to get testimonials from people. Um, you know, a Google review is one thing, but if you can even get another testimonial of a different kind, it's, it's almost near impossible. It's really hard for people to get, but you need to really guide people through that process. You need to make it easy for them. So if you have a client that you worked with that, um, had an amazing experience, you know, they were super happy is, is kind of lead them down the path, ask them some questions, right? Send them a separate email and just say, Hey, what were you the most nervous about when you started working on this project with us? What was the best result that came from working with us? So if you ask them those two questions, uh, you'll be able to, they'll be able to think of a very specific things to answer with. So they'll say what they were nervous about, why they maybe hesitated working with somebody on this to begin with or buying this product. And then they'll essentially be able to say why they loved working with you and what you did, you know, to kind of overcome that or to exceed expectations. Um, but you really need to kind of poke people on the, the testimonials and, and help them down the path to discover, you know, what it is that they really feel about it and how to get it out. The other thing I've heard lots of times, and this one is really hard for some people to do, but I've heard people say it a number of times is that you could write up essentially if they told you something on the phone, they're like, Oh my, you know, this was, you know, the best whisk I've you know, <laughs> ever used it, you know, changed my eggs in the morning is, you know, if they tell that, that to you, you can write that up and send it to them and say, Hey, you just said, this, you know, changed my mornings is the best wick whisk I've ever had. You know, can I put this on my website as a testimonial and then just get them to approve it? Yeah. So that's kind of one way to do it. I know that sort of feels icky to people, but it's not to the person. You just made their life easy, right? They already told you those words. You just repeated back yeah. what they said and now they feel good. They didn't have to do any work for it. And now you've got this great testimonial. Yeah, um, no, that's good advice. Yeah, and and encouraging people to leave Google reviews too, right? Yeah, and with the Google reviews too, um, I know that they always, you know, they're they're probably not happy when when you do get a, a poor review, um, 
But my biggest thing, like even if we're researching like a hotel to stay at or, you know, anything, just researching anything, I I really, really love when I see owners try to interact with yeah. the bad review. Totally. And, and nine times out of 10, they resolve it. I don't look at, well, me personally, I don't look at like a bad review as something that's going to make up my mind. Like if I go there and I'm, I'm looking up your, your restaurant and it's all just one star reviews. Well, I guess maybe that, that is the average, but if there's, if there's a few in there, um, I don't think that that hurts. No, it's um, not the end of the world. And I really, I really love when I see like the owner kind of reaching out and saying, well, Hey, like, how can I resolve this? Or can you tell me more? Or Here's my email address and my phone number. Uh, I think that's, that's amazing. And that shows people that, you know, you do your best, you try your best. um, You, you try to deliver the best possible experience. And if you happen to, to, to mess up, which we're all human, um, that you're, you own it and you try your best to, to, to make it better. I think those like one or two stars or whatever, three star reviews that have that kind of interaction i think those are almost like five star reviews because it shows that hey you know what we're human here but we're not going to leave you hanging we're yeah. gonna we're gonna help you out totally. and i love that i That's love huge. seeing all those stuff yeah and and to me that almost makes me like like if you look at a, a place and it has 25 star reviews and it has one bad review but that one bad review they they interacted and tried to make it better i'm going to that place because yeah. even if it is bad they're gonna they're gonna try they're gonna help you yeah they're gonna help you out yeah that's a good point is it plants the seed that they're there to look after you even if something goes wrong because we know that things are not perfect all the time and things do go wrong but it's always how people react right so yeah that's a great that's a great point good good point yeah well um (laughs) i i do a lot of research when i when i purchase something or go somewhere and um yeah i don't necessarily just you don't judge it off of one no. or two reviews. And, and just to emphasize again, it's something you're going to have to pull from people is that not very often do people just naturally just, you know, shout from the rooftops the best things ever. Like it takes a lot of poking and prodding and there's a lot of apps and, um, kind of third party things that can help people do that. And I, if you're a bigger organization, then that's good. I mean, there's lots of, of apps that the second somebody leaves, they just shoot them a message and, and they can fill out a review. And I think that's okay. But I, I know for sure you'll get more um, specific and more touching testimonials if you or someone on your team is specifically reaching out to someone and asking them for feedback. Well, it's nice too, if you have like planned questions and feedback like maybe even comment cards Mm -hmm. and when you get them use that feedback too don't just you know take it and and not use it if there's some constructive criticism if there's something that everybody's saying that is a little confusing about the process or Mm -hmm. you're starting to see a trend they're really good learning learning tools too that you can take those and say oh okay you know what it seems like everybody's getting stuck on this thing here Uh, I'm going to do this to kind of change my process and change my my kind of offering so that they don't get kind of hung up on that. Yeah, that's a good point. We didn't talk about the flip side of it, but if you don't have it built into your process to send a testimonial to everybody, you should try to automate it and have that in there right away. Um, 
and take the good with the bad is that totally is that you're not just trying to get the best testimonials. I mean, really go after the ones that there's really good feedback, but you should also go hard after people that, you know, maybe struggled with your process or product and get feedback from yeah, them yeah. so that they know you care. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. That's uh, a lot of uh, useful tips and tricks to take the website from good to great. Um, did you want to talk about anything else did you want to summarize did you have any other tips i, I final think, thoughts i think that's lots of good things i mean if people upgraded their photography thought about their content key messaging your call to action how people can kind of sample your business or you know product or service ask and, people to buy your stuff yeah exactly yeah you can have. ask yeah um and then you know really work on your your uh, about page so that people understand your backstory of what you're all about i mean those things would elevate your website huge and each one of them could be done all together you know or they can be kind of done in pieces so i would say don't waste any more time take one of those things that you think your website could use and start working on it like yeah, a little got, bit at a time. Yeah, there's still, you know, more than a month left before the end of the year. So don't waste any more time and, and just start upgrading something on it. And, and yeah, get into it. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, awesome. Well, I guess we all got some work to do then. We do. Before the holidays. Absolutely. Well, yeah, thank you, Trev. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Suze. This has been the Raising a Business podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to raisingabusiness.com for a full archive of our show. And don't forget to like or subscribe or leave a review if you really like this show. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.